this time that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, the hearing and understanding of those present would be acceptable in your sight now and forevermore. Amen. Well, for those of you who were here on Christmas Eve, we talked about the idea that babies aren't scary, right? Well, I forgot about the guy who was scared of the baby. And seeing as this is Epiphany Sunday, and that seems to be part of the Epiphany story, we're going to talk about the guy who was scared of the baby. Let me begin by reading the story from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this was what had been written by the prophets. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judea, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time that the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and when you have found him, report back to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them, until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left by their own country, by another way. Now when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother, while it was still night, and they left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then, when Herod saw that he had been tricked by the Magi, he became very enraged and sent and slew all the male children who were in Bethlehem and in this vicinity, 
from two years old and under, according to the time when they had been determined from the Magi. Then what had been spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. We tend to focus, don't we, at Epiphany on the Magi, because that's, that's the good part of the story. That's the good part of the story. We like that. We have the little Magi, in fact, in most of the nativity scenes, even though historically it was probably two years later that the Magi showed up. At least that's the way it sounds. It's just convenient to have them there, I suppose. But then you got this guy, Herod, and it looks like most of the story, most of that passage is actually about him. He's the guy who was scared of the baby. Now, he wasn't scared of all babies, as, as you might expect, but he was scared of this one in particular because of the Magi. I have to explain, I think, who the Magi were, just so that we understand. The Magi were not actually kings. You know, we sing the song, We Three Kings. They weren't actually kings. They were more important than kings, believe it or not, if anyone can be more important than kings. They were the guys who would go around and tell you who the king was. That was their power. That was the power they had. They were of a school of wise men in Babylon. You know, this group still exists today. There's a religion called Zoroastrianism in the Middle East that's, that's actually the same religion that we believe the, the Magi were from. And they knew about the king of Israel coming from back in the Old Testament, the prophet Daniel. When Israel was, when, when Daniel was taken from his homeland into Babylon, he entered this school of the Magi, where he was not only trained, but he taught. He taught the history and prophets of Israel to the people there. So they knew to look for the Messiah. When the people in Israel didn't know to look. Or I should say they knew how to look. The people of Israel had been looking for the Messiah for thousands of years. Some of them are still looking. But they didn't know who he was or where he was. Historically speaking, in and around the time of Jesus for hundreds of years before and even hundreds of years after, people would just show up claiming to be the Messiah. And it turned out none of them were. But every once in a while, someone would claim that they were the Messiah. They would claim that they were the true king of Israel. That's what Herod was afraid of. Because although he was the king, he was, he was put into power by the Roman Empire. He wasn't really 
a king. He was he was technically more of a governor. He wasn't descended from the line of David. He was appointed king by the Roman Empire. But it was still a position of power, even though it wasn't really legitimate. But the fact that the real king was coming and somebody knew about it made it more difficult for him. He had to worry about his position. He was worried about his future. When honestly, he didn't really need to be. Because although Jesus was the Messiah and he was the king, he wasn't that kind of king. He wasn't that kind of Messiah that had come to overthrow the government like everybody thought, like everybody wanted, like Herod was expecting. So much so that Herod went and sent his army out to, out to Bethlehem to kill all the children, to kill all the little boys under two years old. Fear can make a man dangerous. And he was very afraid, afraid of a baby. In the Old Testament times, folks were afraid of God because they thought God was going to get them. Herod had this same kind of fear, but he thought he could do something about it. And it was not effective because God was in control and God sent Jesus and his family safely away for a while until it was safe again. And you know, I think we live in a time where there are still some people who are afraid. There are some people who are afraid today of Jesus. And the peculiar thing is, they're the religious folk. Some of them are the religious folk. Now, Herod wasn't religious, but he was a person of power. And it seems that the religious folk in power seem to be some of the ones who were afraid. Well, maybe not necessarily the leaders of the church, but so-called religious people. There's a lot going on in the world. And a lot of it's bad. And unfortunately, some of the people who are be doing bad things have added the word Christian to their name, to their description. And they don't feel real Christ-like. 
We hear the word woke being tossed around a lot lately. And it seems like a bad thing to be woke, which basically means you're awake and paying attention to what's going on. And I don't think that's bad. Jesus told us to love our neighbors. Jesus told us to provide for those in poverty. Jesus told us to welcome the alien into our nation. And yet there are people of power who are all saying, these are bad things. Don't do these things. And unfortunately, they have so much power and they have so much wealth and they have so much control that even some church leaders are now saying, yeah, don't do these things. They're being influenced. Christian leaders, I have heard recently Christian leaders actually saying that these things are wrong. It's, it's wrong to help the poor. They don't deserve it. It's wrong to help people who are coming to this nation for a better life because they don't deserve it. It's wrong to help people who need things because they don't deserve it. And you can point out to them that, but didn't Jesus tell us to do those things? And he did. And now some of these religious leaders, some of these church leaders are saying, well, that's all outdated. Jesus doesn't matter anymore. And when Jesus doesn't matter in the church, it's the wrong church. Because his name's on the door. There are people who are afraid. People who are worried about things changing. People who are worried for some reason about things getting better because it threatens their power. Whether it really does or it's just imaginary, they feel threatened. The Jesus that's taught in the Bible, I believe, I am a Christian, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he came to the world to not just to forgive us of our sins. A lot of people will forget. They'll, they'll just end the story right there. My sins are forgiven, nothing else matters. But he also told us how to make heaven on earth. He told us to love one another. And we should do that. And he told us to take care of people who need to be taken care of. And we should do that. And he told us to welcome people that don't look like us. And we need to do that. He told us to do these things. And if we're following him, that's, those are the things we're supposed to be doing. Somehow that threatens people. Somehow people are afraid. 
My dear Christian brothers and sisters, I hope you are not among them. Jesus, light in the darkness, and we all need that. Though apparently there are some who prefer the dark, and some who will do whatever they have to do to remain who they are, when we should all be doing better. This program has been copyrighted under the Creative Commons Attributes Non-Commercial Share-Alike License. If you would like to contact Colin, please feel free to email colinroberts412 at gmail.com. Well, this service is over, your service may now begin. As we go from this place, let us go following Christ as we understand him from Scripture. Loving. Caring. Loving some more. Go in peace and be blessed. Amen.